This is the World Industrial News for Friday, November 11th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part three of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Uh, I mentioned that it's $550 billion, and of that, um, we understand that around $65 billion is going straight into that power and grid sector. Um, And I can break these down um, a little bit later in our conversation, but for now, what's most important to remember is that this is new money for resiliency, reliability, to address the outages, um, the drought, resilience, all of these other issues that have been Um, plaguing our nation with the intensity and severity of climate change. Awesome. Thank you for that, Mona. And and Pat, I guess following that, I'll turn it over to you. Why why is this bill so important to our power grid? And what are some of the benefits of this upgraded grid? I think this bill's primary importance is the scope there aren't very many people within the power industry that don't know what we have to do and actually how we have to do it. There have been presentations at our various PUCs for a number of years on what will happen as we get higher and higher percentage of renewables. We knew there was instability coming. What we didn't design for necessarily was the sudden change of these weather events. So that's really what's really important is that this is a glo- this is a problem that stretches across the United States. So a small scope project couldn't handle it. You know, you can build a new power station in areas where you need power and dispatchable power, but then you have to deal with the environmental issues of that, and that's a fairly uh, I won't say distracting, but it's a fairly significant uh, project. On the other hand, if we looked at the whole thing in totality, we can see how these things all influence and affect each other. In addition to the three things I named on the grid itself, and Mona brings up a very good point, is that it's connected to water, to sewer, to transportation. I mean, if you decide you're going to charge a million cars in the San Francisco Bay Area, the question comes in, where do you get the where do you get the power? And how do you get the power into the batteries that the cars need? This is a very large scope project. So what's really going to happen, and we see it happening already, is that we're going to be upgrading the intelligence of the grid. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Although results are not yet finalized, Republicans are likely to be the majority party in the House of the Representatives when the next Congress convenes on January 3, 2023. As of Thursday afternoon, GOP candidates won 209 seats in Tuesday's election compared to 191 for the Democrats, with 35 seats yet to be decided. Majority control of the 435-seat House will pass to whichever party secures 218 seats. So far, the GOP is much closer to that mark than the Democrats.
In contrast to the widespread pre-election predictions of a red wave election where Republicans would make significant gains at the expense of Democrats, this election broke with that precedent in that the president's party did not suffer steep losses in the House and Senate. With inflation high, gas and diesel prices high, and favorability low for President Joe Biden, it was easy to see how this election could have gone that way. Why it did not likely will occupy politicians, pollsters, and political science professors for the next two years, if not beyond. Coal-powered electricity generation in the U.S. is maintaining its downhill slide, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Citing a number of factors ranging from competition with natural gas and renewable energy to the expiration of coal-friendly tax credits, the EIA's Today in Energy report said this week that 23 percent of the 200,568 megawatts of coal-fired capacity currently operating in the U.S has reported plans to retire by the end of 2029. Midwest utility holding company Allianz Energy Corporation is forecasting capital expenditures of $8.5 billion for 2023 through 2026, about half of which is allocated to renewable energy generation. That's up from $6.1 billion from 2022 through 2025. Industrial Info is tracking 32 capital spending projects for Alliant Energy, including 11 attributed to solar projects in Wisconsin. This year's CapEx includes $775 million in renewable generation projects, or about half of the total CapEx for the year. The following year is projected to see $900 million worth of such projects, 2024 would see $1.2 billion out of $2.4 billion in net capex, followed by a decline to $725 million in 2025. And Ecopetrol reported positive third quarter 2022 financial results with high net income and strong oil production and refining amid government calls for the phase-out of fossil fuels. The energy company reported this month that it obtained revenues of $8.7 billion and a net income of $1.9 billion in the third quarter. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.